who's going to care for mom and dad? And do I really want to do that? Stay tuned. There's a lot more in store. Hey, everybody, it's Nancy Mae, doing your best with elder care success. And yahoo! Welcome to Fall Tips, Tricks, and Yes Treats. Well, here's what we're doing this season. We are actually taking the idea of summer shorts and moving it into the fall, where we're giving you short episodes of tips, tricks, and treats and ideas for taking care of mom and dad or somebody you love. So it's just a little easier on you, on them, and on everybody's heart. So stay tuned and giddy up. It's a season of all tips, tricks, and treats. Yahoo! Hey, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And before we get going, I'd like to ask you to give a gift to a friend. It's real simple. All you need to do is share the link to this show and others. I'm sure they'll appreciate you for it. So with that, let's get on with this show. And here are the top 10 ways to not be a burden to your adult children. As my mom would say, getting old is not for sissies. And boy, she was right. Dad never agreed, yet he always shared he wanted to make sure that he and mom would never be an emotional, financial, or time burden on my sister and myself. I truly appreciated him for that. And I still do. It's tough not becoming emotionally involved in a parent's need as they age. However, there are ways that you can work to make sure your kids don't end up with the caregiver ball and chain around their necks. Here are the top 10 ways to start setting things up so that you and they are on the right path right from the beginning. First, identify who can take responsibility. This means determining which child is and can responsibly take the lead in overseeing your personal, financial, and legal health care decisions when necessary. It also includes who will actually be the ones to be your trustee or executor. To do this well, setting time to have not one, but several meaningful discussions with your children with regards to their ability and interests in helping you oversee your needs is critical. This includes mutually agreeing to the transition when the time comes. Sometimes that's a little bit more difficult when dementia or other cognitive or emergency healthcare issues come into play. Yes, this will take several conversations because the first time around, someone will likely step forward and say, no problem, I'll do that because I love you, mommy and daddy, and am totally capable to do so. Love for a parent is a wonderful thing. However, they, your kids, and you as the adult child, if you're listening, likely have no idea how time-consuming and financially draining caring for a parent can be. Keep the conversation open and look for external fiduciary and medical support should your adult child's ability to spend the time necessary caring for you change. This includes understanding and having a serious discussion about marital issues. That includes if they are in the process of divorce or separation or single, or if you're going through that process yourself. You'd be surprised how many adults decide to actually get a divorce or separate after their adult children leave their home. Health issues of their own or that of their own children or spouse and partner. These can actually conflict with your needs at any point in time. Financial constraints, which could impact their judgment. Understand how financially strong they are and competent they are in being able to look at and oversee your own finances and make sound and solid decisions. 
Any change in physical proximity, being that short or long distance, that's important as to how they're going to manage if in fact they move away. Their physical capacity, are they physically strong enough to do some of the things that you might need? Are they, (laughs) this is a good one, do they actually have the financial and technical literacy to take care of your personal and financial and technical challenges? Do they have the emotional strength? This is it. (laughs) This is another biggie because taking care of our needs when especially end of life decisions are needed to be made can be incredibly draining. And sometimes the wrong decisions or no decision is made at all. Trust issues, theirs, yours, and those of other siblings. Is this a child that you can trust and know that they will be there for you and others when needed? And sibling relationships. Such relationships will become more complex over time if, in fact, they aren't addressed up front. Additional considerations on this particular level of deciding who will be the designated person for all your needs, or if you're dividing that responsibility up among several people. Other considerations on this front. Relationships with your adult children can be a lot more complex when they're older than when they are younger. Beyond the ability to intellectually oversee your care, assess their emotional and psychological ability to do so. If they can't, these are discussions that you need to have up front, including asking yourself, is my adult child committed to fulfilling my wishes? Is my relationship good where they'll want to actually oversee my care? Is the adult child that I'd like to do this work for me adopted and other children are biological? What types of issues will this create among them and for me? If the relationship has been toxic with my adult child or more complex over the years, will they be committed to making sure that I receive good care or will they ignore my suffering or any abuse? These are serious questions that we need to ask ourselves and others. Number two, create a contingency plan. Who will take over if something happens to your medical and financial POA executor or trustee? I can't emphasize this one enough because things change in life. Financial matters, emotional matters, personal situations where people may not actually be able to take care of you when that time is needed. Have a discussion with them and help them understand that whoever you select as the, I'll call them runner-up, is the person that you want to make sure is there for them as well as for you. Number three, make sure that you have all legal, financial, and military documentation, if applicable, in place. If you do not, there is nothing worse than leaving this earth without such information easily accessible to those who are put in charge of your care. Number four, getting help for your kids so they can manage your care with less impact on your own lives. That includes making sure that they know who to call or who they can rely on for additional support and information should, in fact, they become, I'll say, lost in the process. Taking care of somebody that we love is a complex scenario, and it doesn't have to be as difficult as many make it out to be, providing there is a coach or a guidance person to actually help them through this process so that their lives are not as impacted as you might expect them to be. Number five, make sure everybody understands your final wishes for care. 
This includes how much to extend care and life measures at all costs, especially if you should go into a coma, have a near fatal car accident, or anything else that might bring you close to the brinks of death. How far do you want them to direct the medical institutions to keep you alive, be it with tubes, pipes, operations, whatever that might be? Having them know what your final wishes are will make their decision on what to do for your end of life easier on their hearts and their memories. Number six, make sure that you establish a safe living environment if you're living at home. And if you're not, make sure that the environment that you're moving into is also safe, including the right types of people that they're there to support you when needed, and that you have the freedom to live your life as you want if necessary. Number seven, getting and setting up a contingency plan should you become financially destitute. This includes what to do with your home, any assets that you might own, and how you will cover the costs of care. Medicaid may not cover everything and doesn't cover everything. And there'll be certain things that you want and you need to make sure that those final days, whenever they come, are done with dignity and grace so that you do not suffer yourself. Number eight, if you are going into a care facility, know exactly what happens there and what the long-term financial impact will be from independent to assisted to memory or nursing care. Please understand that when you are sold into, and I say sold into a facility like that, you are typically not told what the long-term costs will be, even if you're putting down a very extensive or very big and hefty upfront fee. Typically, they will say, don't worry, that's our contingency plan should anything happen to your finances. Don't count on it 100%. Number nine, plan for and pay for your funeral well in advance. Now, I know this sounds really kind of morbid, and sometimes it's difficult, but there's no reason why you can't make it fun. Yes, funeral homes do appreciate it when individuals come and actually shop for the services that they offer. There are ways to keep your costs down under $2,000, if not more. So if cost is an issue and concern to you, and you actually have some ideas of how you want your ashes or body to be taken care of, do this work well in advance so that others do not have to do it for you. Number 10, get comfortable with strangers in your home and taking care of your personal needs. Now, maybe that should be a little higher up on the list. However, I put this one at the end because that's probably the one of the last things that will happen in this whole planning process. Finding the right people who will make sure that you're comfortable with them helping you go to the bathroom, cleaning yourself in a very personal way is hard. Helping your children deal with those decisions and conditions is also difficult, but be prepared for it and be willing to accept and let people know what type of person you want taking care of you if it's not an adult child. So those are my top 10 tips for how not to be a burden to your adult children and how to make sure that your life going forward is one that continues to be filled with joy, happiness, and good memories for you and for others. That's it. It's Nancy here at Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And before we go, if you like this show, would you consider actually sharing it with just one other person? It could be a friend, a family member, or even a stranger that you've recently met. 
things. Have a great day. See you soon, or I'll hear you soon. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Caremanity LLC. 